It's Halloween Haymakers! And the spirits. Plus minus Nation Gani Gaksho. Furious say Lap Pok Chaksa. I got high blood pressure. I gotta need some fresh air. This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each Monday free of charge from your pals, Kyle and Wiggly, over at wetalkgames.com. Can we talk about the things happening over on that website? Hopefully it's all in place. Okay. <laughs> There's a little gift over at wetalkgames.com. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, I'll Why don't spoil you head it. over there? Yeah, oh, you're going to spoil it? Yeah. Okay. I wanted people to unwrap it. Here it comes. Now, was that legit? Was that a real fart? Are you a little gassy? No, it's armpit farts, clearly. No, it's it's the hand farts oh, from the hand uh, I Love Rocky Road. That great oh. song by the genius Weird Al Yankovic. He's so clever how he just takes a song and then puts food that rhymes with that song. Amazing. Tis the season. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you want to yes. head over to redbubble.com slash people slash bionic wiggly, you can actually receive... When you pay twenty dollars, <laughs> yes. I got high blood pressure. I got to need some fresh air shirt. Nice. Yeah, Gr- it makes a great holiday gift. It does, and a rumble. You can get that. Oh, nice! Yeah. Another great Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, or Christmas gift, especially in Korea. Yes, where they wear shirts, Union so- Fidelity Savings and Loan. So, what are you talking about? Unwrap this Christmas gift that I worked so hard on for a year. Yes, this happens a lot where I come up with a, an idea <laughs> and then I just dump it in your lap. Mm. And I'm like, make this happen, please. Yeah. Which was like the idea that I had that, again, ended up being a lot of work for you was the We Talk Games guest boy. Yeah. And my idea was even more ambitious than what we have. And what we have is amazing. But I wanted like cartridges you could cycle through oh, and plug Jesus. in. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right, but this idea that we worked on together, and by worked on together, I mean, again, I just came up with an idea and dumped it in your lap to actually make happen, is that all of our shows now for the Arcade Weekly run are now archived on wetalkgames.com. And you can live search or actively search different metrics to find different games that we've talked about in the past. Instant. That's what I'm looking for. The word is instant. And it's instant as far as... You can search a word like sword, and the game titles that have sword in it will pop up. You can search 1993, and the games that we talked about from 1993 will pop up. You can search Data East. I think it's amazing. I think it's something that we've needed for a long time. I'm very thankful that Wiggly made it happen, and I think it's something that listeners knew and long time will really appreciate. You can go back and just dive right into our archives and you you know we have some listeners writing in now they're new listeners so they're going through the arcade weeklies or the even the older episodes yeah i'd love to be able to break out the older episodes to what we did but jesus they're three hour long episodes yeah yeah yeah. but with the arcade weekly episodes i think this is a good resource perfect i think everyone should go over to wetalkgames.com and check it out and just start searching around and, and find things that you might have missed or, or listen to an episode you really loved. Like I listened to the Popeye episode. I listened to the Gyrus episode. Mm-hmm. Lunar Rescue, I think, was another one I listened to. Yeah, it's called In the Can, and you can get there from the front page of wetalkgames.com or just go to wetalkgames.com forward slash in the can. 
and you can check out previous Holiday Haymakers episodes. Now, if you're new to the podcast, Holiday Haymakers happens every December, and that is where we talk about nothing but fighting, brawling, haymaker games. Mm. And by the end of December, we're sick of them, so we try to avoid them for the next four or five months. (laughs) At times. So this game is near and dear to my farts. Let's go into it so I could tell my story of after Christmas. This week, we are talking about Ninja Combat 1990 by Alpha Denshi and published by SNK. Did I pronounce that wrong? Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, the, fitting with the format of Holiday Haymakers, this is a side-scrolling brawler, a haymaker genre game, where you uh, go from left to right and punch dudes in the face. It's a little more deep than <laughs> with that. With weapons. Let's toss the T.T. Schmookins to tell us how to pronounce Alpha Dent den- Dick Shit. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is T.T. Snapstabs. Ninja Combat, also known as Ninja Combato, was created by Alpha Denshi and published by SNK. It was one of the launch titles for both the Neo Geo MVS Arcade and AES Home Systems. It got sprung thusly. Ninja Combat was released in Japanese arcades on July 24, 1990. Its home version was released internationally for the Neo Geo in 1991 and for the Neo Geo CD on October 31, 1994. I usually play Ninja Combat on a PlayStation 2 in a five-game compilation, ADK Thomas He. The Neo Geo Arcade, MVS System and the Home, AES System were released on the same day in Japan, April 26, 1990. The heart of the system was a Motorola 68000 CPU, a dedicated sound CPU, the Xilog C80, at 4 MHz which ran audio traffic to the Yamaha YM2610, at 8 MHz sound chips. The Neo Geo supported a resolution of 320 by 224 pixels per inch. It could choose from a 65,536 RGB 666 palette which allowed for 4,096 on-screen colors. The hardware could move 380 sprites simultaneously with sprite sizes from 1 pixel by 2 pixel, on the smallest size in 16 pixel by 512 pixel whoppers at the largest limits. It also had the capability to manipulate three simultaneous scroll planes directly from the hardware. Ninja Combat was poorly received by critics and received a score of only 3.5 out of 10 from Lucas M. Thomas of IGN, who called it a profoundly unappealing gameplay experience, and anything potentially innovative or interesting about Ninja Combat gets totally defeated by its terribly stiff control and overly difficult programming. Well, Lucas M. Thomas of IGN can smell my dick. This titty sap flap has been brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce and by donations that weren't enough. <laughs> now, I toss back to Wiggly of Trapdoor and Kyle of Von Kubik for more of the We Talk Games Video Power Magazine program. And we're back. Thanks, TT. I hope I find you under the mistletoe. Ooh. Don't tell Kyle. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to do this because we actually had another SNK game. Well, I'm just going to call these SNK games because it came out for the Neo Geo. <laughs> and basically, you made a game for the Neo Geo, and that's the only system it came out for. If you wanted to leave your girlfriend in your Ferrari, you bought a Neo Geo, <laughs> and that's all you did was play a game that lasted 20 minutes, and you just spent $200 on it. Yeah. But that didn't matter because it was the real arcade in your home. And as I mentioned before... Physically was the arcade in your home. It it was, you know, except in a cartridge version. But it had the headphone jack, just like the arcade game would have a headphone jack, which is bizarre. I guess they were very proud of the music and the sound. And the sound is unbelievable in the voice and everything else. It's not like going back to Fighting Street. I'm not going to all the world. It's actually 
oh my gosh, let's get to the castle. Do I have to go back to this hell again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think uh, your interpretation of the voice acting was much better than the actual voice acting. But I mean the quality. How about that? Yes, absolutely. The sound quality. I I agree. You also had a memory card, and the memory card was this thicker card that you could use in the home console and then also take that into the arcade and continue the game that you already own at home for some reason in the arcade where you paid a quarter for it. I just want to point this out real quick. In my research, and by playing the two different ROMs, I realized that the voice acting is only in the English version. Oh. It's not in the Japanese version, so I guess that was added in afterwards. I see. Yeah, you read it and you hear it. Just, you yes. know, easy reader. But I guess Turn that the, the page. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that the memory cards also function in this fashion that you could actually rent Neo Geo games and Blockbuster had Neo Geo games. I had to drive another town over in order to find the Blockbuster that rented Neo Geo games. Yeah, not by me. That wasn't happening. No. Who knows why? You had a lot of bread out there. Yeah, I'm on the Gold Coast, but... Why do our bumfucks be able to afford this shit? (laughs) I don't know. You know, we're playing our games chewing on a hay stalk. (laughs) Eating hay seed or something. Mm, Yeah, Uh, man, it's all hay in the house. Pup anywhere. So I I want to talk about this game. When the original Neo Geo... I never get these things right. The multiple ego system or the home console fucking bend-over system... AV, no, was it the AVS? Or That's the what I mean. MVS, I get it all yeah. confused. MVS, yeah. I think, was in the arcade, and Asshole Express was in your home, and yeah. I had it for the home. When you bought this Neo Geo, which, depending on when you bought it, I bought it when it dropped in price, so it might have been $500, and you got one free Oh, game that's all? It. Yeah, that's all. And it, hey, don't give me <laughs> shit, because what? The PlayStation is still, what, three or $400? Yes. It's yes. insane. What it's like seven years later or something. <laughs> what the maybe not that long, but I mean, don't you start making them slimmer and dropping in price? What happened to that? Uh, I don't. Let's not talk about PlayStation. <laughs> the PS Vita that dropped mm-hmm. to like one hundred and five dollars. <laughs> I think you can find that yeah. at the bottom of a bag of bugles now. <laughs> Yeah, normally in Cracker Jack, you just get a piece of paper that's the toy now, but sometimes you get a PS Vita. Yeah, but John Money Card. Oh, man, I was hoping for the Vita. (laughs) President Lincoln that I can fold in four ways. Wow. It's not even a sticker. Wow. A A tattoo of a heart. Oh, boy. What a toy. Yeah, if I travel back to 1940, why don't they just put a stick in there? And an acorn. An acorn could be a grenade. (laughs) What's your story about Ninja Combat? So you could get a game. Game came with it. Yeah. In the original packaging. When I had the choice, it was Baseball Stars, Magician Lord, which was the popular pick. Because who the fuck played sports that bought one of these expensive things? Although, you know, the Neo Geo sports are arguably, arguably the best sports titles out there, especially Super Baseball 2020. You know? yeah. I mean, there, nothing beats that. And League Bowl. League Bowling yeah. is just amazing. Some of the other stuff. Eh. The only sports title I don't like from SNK is their football titles. Their football was a little hard because they tried too much. The soccer footballs are also, they like them in Europe, but I think they're kind of lackluster too as close. well. Too it's, close to the field, yeah. Because they could zoom, they did, and then you can't see very far in front of you. Yeah. How the fuck are you going to kick a ball and only expect for it to go 15 feet in front of you? Mm-hmm. Who are you, Pele now? <laughs> so, yeah. It's mean-spirited. Uh, <laughs> Tis the season. Yeah. Scrooge McFuck Duck. I'm not cursing today. Oh, it's so early. I mean, late. So, I mentioned it came with Ninja Combat. Ninja Combat, Baseball yeah. Stars, or Magician Lord. So, you and, made the wrong pick. No, no, no. I think at some <laughs> point, they also came with Nam 75. Oh. Okay. However, uh, the reason that I picked what I did was because at the falafel store... Mm. Uh, where where one bought, picks up games. Where you bought the shish kebab. I also had a drive to Allentown for They had the first multiple video game system there. First, mm, And okay. they, they had top player golf. They had Magician Lord. And they had Baseball Stars. Maybe it was only a three, three-game system. Mm-hmm. So I spent most of my time playing Magician Lord. So I played the fuck out of Magician Lord. And I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm going to buy Magician Lord anyway because 
I love that game, and I'm going to buy it. Right. What game wouldn't I buy? I wouldn't buy Ninja Combat, but it's a two-player game, and I'm right. going to buy it. And my system came with two joysticks, so I got the oh. bigger system, and it came with a memory card. So I said, I know this game is getting a lot of shit from EGM and GamePro and all those other Folded companies. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obamacare. <laughs> uh, so it uh, we can't say that for very long, huh? Uh, no, 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 we'll we can still, still be saying it. Yeah, we can still, still blame still. Obamacare. Ain't yeah, no sure. reason for that. Somebody else will. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the one with Ninja Combat. And I got home and my buddy came over and we just sat there and we played it and I had giant Serwin Vega concrete column speakers in the front the at-15s yeah and i had a wonderful pioneer receiver when pioneer used to make really good receivers surround sound and everything else what did you and your friend do with all the jet that was in your shoes yeah i was gonna say the load in our pants because i remember we were sitting with our legs crossed and i was pretty lucky back then in my apartment with my 25-inch television screen and every all these other things that were actually pretty high quality because I went to the Silo and I knew a guy there. Mm-hmm. Silo was a, a electronic store where they had higher-end things like laser disc players and they had the CDI when that came out. They had the 3DO when that came out, both of which I bought from there, and then they folded because of the CDI and the 3DO. Thanks, Obamacare. Yeah, thanks, Obamacare. And we played that, and let me tell you, the Haas holes, and just the things that would happen to the bosses, and they would grow out of the screen and go, ah! and there would be places where you're in a castle, and there's a river behind you, and it's flowing and glistening, and all this parallax was happening. People were coming from the background, and there's a, a giant mechanical, I don't know what the futz, that stops a train, and all these other amazing things, and we're just blown away and we had it so loud and you know chung was fucking banging the ceiling with a a korean broom i think (laughs) it was really an amazing thing and i've never regretted purchasing that cartridge even though it only took 20 minutes to go through let's go again let's go again because this features some interesting play mechanics that we'll talk about right and i'll just not bury a lead once you beat a mid boss Mm -hmm. i i'm (laughs) i feel different now (laughs) I don't feel like wanting to kill you anymore. I changed my mind. Let me join up with you. Why don't you take us a little bit through the game? You could only start out as two different ninjas. Joe, that famous ninja Joe. Yeah. And uh, Hayabusa or something. Hayabusa, yeah. Yeah, a traditional It's the year 1990X. Is it? Yeah, and you're either Joe or Hayabusa who are just palette swaps of one another, mm-hmm. your Bimmy and Jimmy type of situation, yeah. red and blue. You're a shuriken-wielding ninja, and you're battling your way to the top of a, a tower mm. that looks more like a hut to me. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To now defeat the evil Kaji Ichizoku, yeah, which is an, an occult sort of ninja clan. You're trying to defeat their demon sorcerer leader, Gen Yusaya. Yeah, complete with the devil mask. Uh, yeah, so well, it's a play ball. on genocide. Oh, is it? I would guess that that's the etymology of his name. Mm-hmm. Gen Yusaya. Okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm down. And as you progress your way through this relatively short game, yes, uh, you defeat, as you said, three bosses that become unlockable playable characters. The first one being Musashi, the brave fencer. And he has two swords. He's, oh, we touched on this earlier, too. This is very um, weapon yeah. weapon combat heavy. So Musashi has two swords. You really just throw... Oh, my gosh. I went to a derpy con last month. How many mason jars did you bring? Uh-huh. Let me tell you, this is a giant science fiction convention. It's I know you so, sent me pictures, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with ponies. No, it's so little pony that I was a little disappointed. Samus was there. Everybody was there. And you know who spoke on the second day? Picardo. Picardo, he's on the Star Wars Enterprise, and he's, uh-huh. you know, a robot that is your doctor. Picardo. You're throwing me too many red herrings. Who are we actually talking Picardo. about? Picardo, he's a, he's a hologram doctor. Okay. He's the one where Lady Jane was the captain. Okay. And Seven of Nine was on there. Gotcha. The most downloaded person on the internet back in the 1970s. Oh, okay. On the bulletin board services. Was that Sonny? Yeah, she was one too, but this Jerry Ryan was also one. 
Gotcha. And now, do you know what I'm talking about? Voyager. He was the. I didn't watch that nerdy shit. You dope. That was the one where they went to Romulac Seven. They got the Royal Fisbin. I'm not going to even pretend. I'm not. I'm not a Star Trek fan. Anyway, Picardo. It was funny because his name was Picardo in real life. His real name's Picardo, and then of course you had uh, Jordy Le Picardo as the captain of the starship uh, Next Generation. Mm. Easy reader. Yes. Turn uh, the page. <laughs> Magical rainbow. Did I tell you about the time? <laughs> 100% game talk. Did I tell you about the time that, um, what, what's his name that was on Reading Rainbow? Oh, Lamar um, Burton. Yeah. So he's on there, and, and for some reason I, wa- I was watching C-SPAN. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I'm watching C-SPAN, and they have some celebrities on there to try to talk about childhood literacy. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, what's his name again? Lamar Burton. Lamar Burton was on there. And, you know, he's talking because he's Mr. Reading Rainbow and everything. Yeah. And at the one point, the one elected official goes, it's just like Jordy said that he, she called him Jordy from Star oh, his Trek, character? his character on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody in the back went, nerd! No, not even Jordy bat in an eye. But I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So we played At least you didn't this. Say, like Kunta Kente said. Oh yeah, that could have happened as well. Yeah. yeah. So everything here is—it's really a shooter. It's a run and gunner type. Run and of gun. Thing. Yeah. I, I, now that we're breaking it down or dissecting it, I definitely agree. It's kind of like a run and gun, except for the fact that when you unlock these characters, unless something was wrong with my ROM, and I did try two different ROMs, the unlockable characters could not pick up the weapons. Right. That's true. And so they were kind of stunted a little bit, except for a character we'll talk about. Musashi doesn't shoot anything. Yeah, he's got like he's got a little like wisp coming out of swords, but it's not the same range as those shurikens. And again, shuriken feels very much like a a spread shot or spread needle. Oh, something like that. Oh, I forgot to mention, when I was at this DerpyCon, I sat through the movie of Tiger. What do you call him? Snarf, snarf. Oh, yeah, Thundercats. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Thunder, 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 thunder. I started too high. And this show was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life because I guess it was they're trying to add more toys to the toy line. Okay. So they had these three extra Thunderians. This is an old episode or an old movie of Thundercats. It's supposed to be a movie, and it's called Thundercats the Movie, but it's a five-part television series. So every 15 – well, you have commercial breaks, and then every 15 minutes it gives you the credits, and then you have to wait through the opening. So wow. Thunder, Cra- Thunder Craps the movie is kind of a misnomer. But Mummer hardly does shit because now they got this other guy that's like Captain Clink from the... Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. Hey, Nazi Germany. It's a comedy. So they got this puppy thing. They got a, a Vulture Man. They got Snowman. Oh, and, okay. yeah, And Snow Meow. And I swear to God, they have a character called Retardo. <laughs> and, and so it's all these horrible things riding around on space scooters and all this other shit. Everybody has swords and everybody has, and but it's just everybody shoots laser beams out of all their Steve, weapons. Steven, Steven, what would you like for Christmas this year? <laughs> well, I was hoping I could get the Thundercats play set with Retardo. <laughs> It was Vulture Man and Retardo. They capture uh, Snarf. Oh yeah, and Snarf okay. is like they. Snarf, He's just snarfing the entire time. Snarf, Snarf. <laughs> no, they, well, they put a piece of electric tape over his mouth. Uh, duct tape. But listen, Snarf fucking kicks their ass. He like gives them a kick away. And here's the thing: the the the, the oh, uh, and they introduce Thundaria, which is like kryptonite. Okay. It's like Thundarian night or something that that weakens the Thundarians. So it's all this convoluted bullshit. It's more convoluted than Caddyshack. What does this it's, have to do with Rainbow Dash? Exactly. But it does have to do with this game because everyone's firing laser beams. I mean, people have a nunchuck is firing laser beams out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what it has to do with it. Everybody in this game fires something out of their sword or weapon. You right. barely get to hit anybody. Even people that are punching, I think a, some type of force field comes out of his fist. Yeah, and know. if you're playing as Joe and Hayabusa, right. don't pick up that axe. 
You don't like that, the axe. No, the axe is shite. But you have to I like pick the sword. It. I like the club. The club is just, you have to pick it up just because it's cool. I mean, it gets yeah. knocked out of your hand right away. But it's this metal, giant, thick, baseball batty type of piece of yeah, it's yeah. studded steel, black steel, forged in hell. And yeah. you just feel like you could just knock someone's face right off with it and bash your skulls in. Hey, uh, did you just see that? Uh, uh, Noel. Walking Dead? Yeah, Noel. Walking Dead, pretty good. You could do that with it. What happens? So that's what you can do as Joe and Hayabusa. You can pick up different types of weapons that have different types of uh, attack radiuses. As the bosses that are unlocked, you can't do that. So you're kind of locked into what their weapons are. So as we said, Musashi has two swords. Kagiro, I think that's how you say her name, is a broadsword-wielding character who's very quick because obviously it's a female character and a haymaker, so she's going to be a quick character. I played most of the game with her. Once yeah. I unlocked her. And then probably the worst unlockable character is the last one. Aww. Gembo or Gembu. <laughs> yeah. Who talks like Ritardo <laughs> from Thundercats. He does. <laughs> Big goofus. Yeah. Um, I guess he is also uh, Spanish speaking because at the end of the game, he's saying adios, Joe and Bimmy or whatever the fuck yeah. he says. But he's like some sort of, I don't know, it football is type player. He, he reminds me of the jerk from Night Slashers who hmm. also had a football motif. Yeah, he's your big heavy he's slow. I just think he's a Lenny character from Of Mice and Men. Sure. Reading Rainbow has me talking about Of Mice and Men. We're getting deep with those <laughs> books we read in eighth grade, I think. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, so three unlockable characters each have their own type of attributes and, and weapon sets. And this is very much weapon-based, character-ability-based, and power attack-based. Right. So each different character has a power attack that you can charge up, and it expends power points until you deplete that, and then you can't do this power move, yeah, which I appreciate because I much like that over the mechanic, which I'm sure we'll see this month, where your power move takes away from your health. Mm -hmm. I don't like that mechanic, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the arcade. That was a cheap mechanic just so you dump more quarters in. Right. So I like the fact that you can build up your power meter and save that for the boss battles. Now, the boss battles in this game, I thought they were a little lackluster, hmm. um, except for a few key areas. I don't know what Japan's obsession is with the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> but I feel like... Is. Yeah. I feel like you and I have played a few games lately that have a Grand Wizard in it for some reason. Yeah. And one of the first bosses you battle is this Grand Wizard standing on the other side of the railroad tracks. And as Joe or Hayabusa, he's very easy to get to because I guess maybe my dip switches were set to an easier difficulty. But I was able just to hit him from across the tracks no, with my shurikens. Yeah, no, he's very easy. The whole thing about this game is really... So your characters have a lot of movements. They have a, a rest movement where, you know, they bounce up and down just a little bit. They have the ability to do these crazy flying, fling themselves across the screen type of moves where you use the jump. There's three buttons, right? Fire, this jump. This is a three button. Yeah. Yeah, this is a three button and game. You do something else, but you could do two buttons together. And first you'll just jump up, but most of the time you could run and sort of jump and you do this flying type of move across the screen, which usually works pretty well to clear out large quantities of people. And once you get to unlock the Jesus Christ Superstar Lady, a mid-boss, she actually becomes like this whirling buzzsaw. So yes. there's a lot of really neat strategy that you There's double dash here. moves, too. I want to say that because I didn't realize that until probably the last quarter of the game. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you utilize those. There's a deeper move set that what's apparent. You know, it's a mixed bag with this genre. Some are very simple, basic, just walk and punch and jump, and that's all you can do. Right. Others are more deep, like your night slashers, like your battle circuit. This game is more like those. What's interesting about this particular title is, is it's vintage. How old this game is for 1990. Yeah. This game is pretty complex. It's not as pretty as those games that I've compared it to. It's not as pretty as a Battle Circuit or a Night Slashers, but it's one of the first titles as a part of this SNK run. And 
I would say it's forgotten about. I don't remember Ninja Combat. You know, everyone remembers those marquee games of the Metal Slug and Mm -hmm. the Baseball 2020 and the Magician Lord. And Magician Lord, again, is an earlier title, but that stayed in the arcade longer than something like this. So imagine 1990, you're playing this. Other people are playing Nintendo, Genesis, maybe. But here you have this giant color. I mean, so colorful, so bright. And the backgrounds do not repeat. They're short. They're short yes. little backgrounds until you jump to the next background, but they're very complex in that they're just completely different than the previous backgrounds. There's really no repeating backgrounds. You do get some repetitive bosses as you go on, and that was something that, even back in 1990, I was like, well, you know, this is an arcade game, and that right. happens in arcade games, and fuck, I still got more enemies than I do on an NES title, so I'm glad I yeah. sold my entire NES because I just couldn't make it through Predator. It just was <laughs> too hard towards the end, the Scorpions. So imagine that. When yeah. you do get to that Ku Klux Klan guy, he's very easy to beat, but he's standing in front of a cave, and there's this railroad trestle coming yeah. towards you. And there's just this poor ninja in a mine cart. He looks like the green Power Ranger. <laughs> and he, I mean, all he, could, he can't steer that thing. He can't slow it down. He just keeps coming down, another <laughs> yeah. one coming down. And this is where they're using that scrolling. The Neo Geo could scroll sprites as well as backgrounds, as well as, I don't remember how many sprites it could do. Forward, backwards, right. spin them around, do all different types of manipulations with the sprites. So basically, you stand on the other side of this mine car, and it's just a matter of time until you defeat the grand wizard before he can hit you with his bat and right. burn across in your yard <laughs> once he's over you're not even talking about that cave or anything else anymore no so no. now musashi comes on at, at the cut scene and he says i was under their power or their influence let me join your team and uh, between- <laughs> i just realized i'm asian and probably should not support the ku klux klan <laughs> <laughs> they might not like me the neat thing about this is is that between each level you will see your character now it's much like the original fighting street where the only way you could be joe is to be player two that's how you could be ken in the original fighting street you right. had you had ryu and ken but you couldn't choose ken if you were on the left hand side the one player side so that's how this is here but you have a little roulette wheel that you can either one of the two people can scroll up and or down and choose to be musashi Right. So this comes in very handy when you're... This is a great two-player game. It's a lot of fun. But you're locked in. You're locked into that character once you, you make that decision. So it gives you that right. option when you unlock the characters. But when you die, if you choose to continue, you're going to stay as Musashi. You're going to exactly. stay as whoever you picked. Until the next level. Right. Where you get a, a more choice. The thing like about this game is the wrecking ball scene that we'll see in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a long time in the future. Right. There's this one part where you're on this bridge and these giant wrecking balls come down and start smashing the bridge up. And that was just so wild to me in 1990. I just thought, oh my gosh, this is just and just super when duper. You're, when you're playing this game and you're at that stage, just remember that even though it's a 2D game, you can walk behind mm-hmm. the wrecking ball. Like the chain isn't going to hurt you. Right. Because I was thinking a 1990 game, I had to sneak underneath the wrecking ball that the whole hit area was that sprite. It's not the the stage. And here's something. We don't go, especially with months like this, we don't go too deep into making mechanics with what games it's similar to. Because with this type of thing, like you're talking about the same games over and over again. Yeah. But two games that I thought about and came to mind were Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Mm. Uh, because there are weapons you pick up, the shuriken is present, thematically there's a connection there, and that game came out in 1988 uh, by Data East, and the other game was The Ninja Warriors 1988 as well by Taito, which is (laughs) terrible. Piece of shit. Three screens to do nothing. That's right. That's what made that game of note, is that how long how long the play field was because it was three monitors back to back yeah they didn't really do much else with it but thematically there's a connection there Mm -hmm. and there's some weapons there and what i'll say about either of those games is that i would play this game over those games any day of the week because neither one of them are uh, i like at all but 
I think they're a good evolutionary strand to this game. Gotcha. So where those games were very flat mm-hmm. and there wasn't any sort of depth to their play field or to their uh, environments where you could walk around things, this game was an evolution of that where there was. In those games, like Bad Dudes or Ninja Warriors, where you picked up weapons, it didn't really make a difference. Either you could shoot a shuriken or you were just stabbing with a nunchuck or you were stabbing with a knife or you were stabbing with a sigh. And there was no difference with picking up those weapons. They kind of operated the same way. This game was an evolution of that, where the sword you pick up or the bat that you pick up or the axe that you pick up behave differently and affect the game mechanic differently. So that's why I chose those two games, because those are two games that are examples of a foundation Mm -hmm. that was built upon. Yeah, walking left to right and kicking. And the themes... Go go all the way back to karate, uh, which was supposed to be Jackie Chan. But then again, there there you go up and down steps and stuff like that. Right. And of course, my favorite gladiator. Yeah. That's the happy Trojan. Uh, I will say that I was kind of bagging on the graphical presentation mm-hmm. privately to you. Yes. And it's not in a, a mean way or a bad way. Again, we have to remember that this game is from 1990. I think the graphics are fucking awesome. I think the proportions of the sprites are a little goofy. They're goofy. They have, they have bigger heads and shoulders than they do waists and legs. So they yeah. kind of look like muscle men figures, uh, which I know you're familiar with. That's cool with me. So what I said to you, I think, is that they're charmingly ugly. <laughs> There's a lot of colors on the screen. Yeah. But it doesn't it, get it, mishmashy. You notice I agree. that? I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I like it. It's just, it is a little goofy. And I think some listeners, if they choose to play this game, might be thrown off. They're like, whoa, well, this isn't an SNK game. Because, again, a lot of people think about the SNK games that came out in 1993, 4, and 5, mm-hmm. where there was millions of colors happening and the sprites were really expressive and detailed but going back to the whole evolution thing you got to start somewhere and this is definitely building in the right direction of nice big sprites with lots of colors and expressions i think it has a lot of tropes of games that would follow it like you have a train level you have that that bridge level the wrecking ball you have a part where other things are the similar (laughs) I can't think of a lot of boss fights, things like this that might be similar. But I think they added some extra parts in there that I haven't seen. Like just just having that stupid minecart blocking you from getting over to the KKK guy yeah. is just weird. You know, it's just weird. It's something interesting, and it's it's something neat in a level design. This giant armadillo skeleton monster that opens his face up and shoots fire at you. Mm-hmm. There's a train coming. Oh, you get on the train somehow. You're on the on. sub. You're in the subway fighting, and then at the end of that stage, you jump onto the train. Right, you jump on the back the of it, and it goes back into the background, and now it switches to the side view where you're fighting people on top of the yeah. train, and then. All of a sudden, you see your trainer, uh, whatever the hell it's called, start coming towards you again towards the exit of the cave. And here comes this giant, muscly, spiked robot armadillo guy, man. And mm-hmm. he just rushes towards the subway and he just stops it and it you know, comes to a halt. So those are pieces that they didn't have to put in there. And then you fight that boss. And that boss is a pretty cool boss. He gave me a real pain in the ass back in the 90s. I kicked his button now. Mm -hmm. But um, back then, for some, well, maybe it was because we had two players and, you know, someone was concentrating on the henchmen. And then what he does is he rolls up into a ball after you hit him so many times. And if you don't get down to where he's at to hit him right away after he rolls out of this ball, no matter if you start hitting him again, his face is going to open up and a fire flame is going to come out and, and hit you. So that was a really cool boss. I liked when we fought the Jesus Christ Superstar woman. What's her name again? <laughs> I honestly thought that was Jesus Christ Superstar when, <laughs> with a sword. Kajiro. Yeah, Kajiro. There's, there's these mannequins in a, a store window. Yep. And then they smash the store window and they go, <laughs> And Majika comes. <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> Kajiro. Yeah, Kajiro. She comes out and you fight her. 
I thought she was a good opponent. She's shorter. Yeah. She's. I know you're giving shit about how the characters look, but they, they look different. There's no character that is just the same reused sprite until, you know, maybe you get to one guy that has a palette swap. But yeah. as they get madder, that explains why now the one guy's red, because he's right. madder. Yeah. <laughs> and they write that out. And of course, speak it as well, like I had mentioned. Uh, yeah, we're going long. So I just sort of wanted to jump onto the bosses that I really enjoyed. I, I really liked the last boss. He was yeah. very impressive back in the day. Uh, first, you fight the Yoshimitsu type of demon face god that can pretty much fly around and kick your ass every which way but loose. Mm-hmm. That you just keep pumping quarters in. And that's what was great about having this home system was that, you know, you just kept hitting start. <laughs> and, it's true. And you, if you think you, of it that way, the Neo Geo paid for itself. It did. And cheating, using your superpowers up, and then you know, dying, and then just hitting start again, just using yeah. your superpowers. If you use your superpowers on on a boss, they're they're dead in like two or three times of, of a superpower. Sure. But you want to have fun in the game. You don't just want to blow through it. Although you know, who knows? Maybe you don't really care for playing it after a few levels, and now you just want to blow through it. That's cool. But I definitely think you'd want to see it. And everything uses the full power, I think, that they could get out of this Neo Geo before the 220 mega mega shocks and things like that. Mm-hmm. One of the first boss you fight, he has like mariachi arms, but they're the multiple balls sprites that make his arms go all wiggly, Stretchy, waggly. Yeah, yeah. and yep. then he stretches them at you and has like spike bracelets on and stuff. But when you defeat him, he doesn't just defeat his arms blow off, and if you don't keep mashing on the buttons to kill him, he'll just, just keep running at you without arms. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> he'll run at you without, he doesn't have arms, and he'll just run at you, try to just bump in you, take life away from you. It's very funny. I think the armadillo, man, you blow his head off, and then the rest of him explodes. And then the one, uh, is it the uh, Jesus Christ Superstar woman that grows really large, and she goes, ah! Yes. Her sprite grows really large and becomes sparkles, and then it like folds down into the background. It's very unusual. They're just fucking with the shit like a demo of what this, the power yeah, of this look system. what we can do. Exactly. Yeah. The water's in the background. The parallax that's happening that you don't even take notice to. I haven't played this in a long time, but to play it again now and, and play through, it still impressed me. And uh, the last boss, then you can see what's going to happen. He's yeah. he's like a bearded guy or something, flying around. And yeah, he's just sort of floating around. I, again, I don't know if it was a dip switch settings, but he didn't land one hit on me when he was just floating around. I was just no. hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. Yeah. And then uh, you yeah. see like this rock thing in the background. Yeah. It's very not- <laughs> obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, but it, it's it's this rock thing that doesn't have a head. You know, you, you can see it's going to be a giant, but he doesn't have a head on. He's just He doesn't have hands. It's just his wrists are cut off. Yeah. So, but it's this rock thing, and then of course, yeah. When you do kill him, his head pops off and swirls around and grows in sprite size, and then lands on top of this rock thing that comes alive. And then and just one remember, hand. left hand, right hand, head. You have to get all three of them. Yeah. Don't just hit the head. Don't just hit one of the hands. You have to do left, right, head. And if one of them grows back, then you gotta make sure that you get all of them off again before he. Yep takes damage that actually hurts him that is the one boss battle i really enjoyed i felt the other ones were i don't know there was interesting things happening i agree and i was trying not to judge this game contemporarily Mm -hmm. against games that came out after it because it's not fair Mm -hmm. so i kept reminding myself the age of the game um and that being said for its era it's probably one of the better brawlers because there's a lot of junk in this genre this isn't one of those games this game is not junk and i really i don't want it to sound disparaging the length of the game being short was something that i really liked about it because i never felt sick of it i never felt like oh i'm slogging through this game this game's taking too long when is it gonna end oh man there's another boss battle when i got up to that final boss i was surprised that the game was almost over but i was happy with that because it left me with a Sort of, ah, you know what? I might want to go back and play as Joe through the entire game, or I might want to go back and play as Musashi through the entire game. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because when I got Gembo and I played as Gembo, <laughs> I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I like Gembo. Poor Gembo. Adios. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> they really did him some injustice on that voice yeah. acting. It's pretty offensive. I think it's it's on that borderline. <laughs> I go back to Double Dragon. There are certain games I go back to, and I think they hold up even now just because of the games that they are. Not, I don't compare them graphically or anything else. And this is definitely one of the games that I go back to, and I don't feel like I'm nostalgic, even though I have nostalgic feelings about it when I think about it. I think this game stands up pretty well. It's not Mr. Complex game. It's not Mr. Beautifulest of games. It's just, I think it's just a great balance of things. Some people will go back to Ninja Turtles all the time. I don't. I really don't get a hankering for that. But I do get a hankering for Double Dragon every now and then. You know, I don't know why. I never did well at Double Dragon. Uh, I would always would want to play Double Dragon 2 or 3 or things that had, you know, numbers behind them to get the best versions. But uh, first Double Dragon, I think, is really great. Vigilante. I go back to Vigilante by Irem, which is one step above karate. And it's pretty difficult and a little cheap. But for some reason, I still like to do it and play it. This is a game I can go back to. Now, let's get to our uh, what happens at the end. Everybody's happy. But we have to go away now, and and hopefully we'll see each other again. Adios! Sorry. <laughs> Play the English version so you can appreciate all the voice acting. Yeah. Oh, what I did want to say is, you know, when I first saw that 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 tower that looks more like a hut, that big yes. giant tower, I, and it lit up by lightning, I was like, oh, this is fucking sweet this was the sweetest thing i saw since you know dracula x on the turbo graphics oh you know you know who might like this if you enjoyed the ninja gaiden arcade game Mm. i think you'll enjoy this game Mm. Mm. thematically easier (laughs) yeah thematically i'm talking about it's got the feudal japan ninja occult thing happening yeah which i know it taps into a certain demographic of gamers who mm-hmm. really dig that sort of motif. This game is teeming with it. Yeah. We doing haikus now? Yeah, I just wanted to mention about the moon at the end. It was oh, also okay. beautifully drawn. But unfortunately, your character's bust, the bust of your characters that you see through the entire games are the things that like go into the moon. To go, yes. Goodbye, I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> and it's just their bust, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, let's do our haikus. You go first because, remember, this is uh, special to me on many levels. Boy, it went long. Sorry about that, guys. Who cares? Go ahead. Giant Sorcerer. Joe and Hayabusa fight. Friendship is magic. Oh, I'm going to cry. Here's mine. I'm getting sick of these haikus, by the way. Really? Yeah, I'd like to switch to something else. Maybe next year we'll just do one-sentence reviews. Sure. I think gimmicks like this last for a little while. Maybe we're, you know what we should do? I think we should go back to writing our names on a dollar, and I pick them out. Oh, that's not happening. (laughs) Here's my haiku. Let's close our eyes and sit under a fucking tree for five years. I drove a hoopty to buy a Neo Geo. Chung felt the earthquake. <laughs> That's very specific to you. Specific. And you want to get rid of these haikus. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kyle, for being the host of this show. That sort of ran off the tracks with all my Thundercats. I'm a terrible things. host. You're awful. <laughs> You're the best. If you like yeah. what we do, please tell somebody about it. Write a review. Give us stars, likes, share it. It helps us out. Yeah, if you're it walking down the street, there. just say, hey, you, two girls walking. We talk games, podcasts. Just wanted to tell you, podcast. Just say that. Yeah. Don't say anything else about it. Keep it sprinkle a mystery. Some, sprinkle some pumpkin spice on there. They'll, they'll dig it. They'll eat uh, it up. <laughs> Is that why most women voted for Trump? <laughs> Because they said, finally, a pumpkin spice president. We're dating the show. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Have fun, and we love you, and we hope you like us. Bye-bye.
dream.